Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Cooking Show. Hey, before we get started, I want to thank everybody who has subscribed, and I, I presume you're listening. I don't know why I would just subscribe to a podcast and never listen to it, right? But, uh, you know, the numbers, the the analytics showing how many times the podcast has been downloaded, how many times the website has been visited, and that kind of stuff are really kind of overwhelming. I'm really excited that there's so many, you know, prospective listeners on the other side there. Sometimes it is easier to sit here and talk through a recipe when I'm delightfully under the d delusion that nobody's listening, <laughs> but then I you know, log into Squarespace and, and look at my site analytics and it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe that many people have listened to it. All right. So that said, jump into this week's recipe. Uh, this is something that theoretically could be turned around inside of basically like a six or seven day period, maybe even a little less than that, but it's duck confit. Okay. Now, as per usual, we want to look at the show notes to find links to specialized equipment that help in producing this particular recipe. In this case, a vacuum sealer is helpful, not necessary, and uh, some sort of cooking vessel. I'm using a cast iron uh, Dutch oven, you know, an, an enameled Dutch oven, like a Le Creuset, but you can use like a corningware dish or a, a type of a casserole or something like that. Additionally, we'll have this straightforward recipe. I'll walk through the, what the recipe is, but if you want to see it in black and white, it'll be in the show notes there. There will also be an imager album showing essentially the step-by-step -step process of going from, in this case, raw duck legs to a lightly cured, preserved, very hearty, rich wintertime comfort food, as I like to contextualize that. Um, let's look at the origin of duck confit. Well, like what is duck confit? Uh, number one, confit is a preparation method. In this case, it's, it's poaching meat in fat. Traditionally, this would be a recipe that you'd prepare in the fall when the ducks are super fat, ready for their winter migration. You can prepare this and then store it in like a root cellar, like a stone crock or something like that for up to six months. So walking through this recipe today, you know, we're in the middle of June. Uh, it certainly is something that you can eat once it's finished, but it can also stay uh, refrigerated and preserved into the early winter. Okay, so duck confit is this perfect sort of old world comfort food that I enjoy. If you think back, you know, put yourself in the mid 19th century, like 1850 French countryside, and you're getting towards the end of summer into the early fall, the grass changes, you know, it starts to go to seed, it starts to increase its carbohydrate content. You have a lot of mast falling from the trees, like acorns and hazelnuts, stuff like that. You have fruits you know, coming in into season, and you have kind of a flush of insects towards the end of the summer. All of these combine to fortify waterfowl, migratory waterfowl, with the fat and fat stores necessary for them to embark on you know a, a migration south to warmer climes for the winter. This is the essence of duck confit. It's a fatty bird that is preserved through a process or a combination of salting and poaching and fat, 
and and then it, it will stay preserved at like cellaring temperatures 50 55 degrees through through the winter so that it can be consumed over a period of time and be real nutrient dense protein for a subsistence farmer essentially and of course the cruelty of modernization and globalization and the way that our food system is constructed. It, this has gone from a practical and frugal provincial type of dish, like something that poor farmers would, would eat and enjoy to essentially uh, a premium luxury good. Um, you know, duck is very expensive. Duck fat is very expensive. If you are able to procure a whole duck or just duck legs on your own from your grocery store. Fantastic. If not, we'll have links to where you can get, you know, a box of duck legs, uh, a couple jars of duck fat, you know, things that you need there. So let's run through the ingredients. This is fairly simple. We're going to go, we're going to hit a, uh, basically a three to five day preparation period. This is where the, the duck is going to be lightly cured. And then we're going to have one day for actually for the confit, for the, for the poaching in the fat. And then the day after that, you'd be ready to go. So the shortest time period you're looking here is three days for curing, one day for cooking, one day for you know, actual consumption, um, three, four or so on the fifth day. Uh, ideally, you'll cure this for five days, you know, do the poaching for one day and then let it kind of rest uh, once the fat has solidified at the end of the process here and let it rest for a while. A couple weeks uh, are ideal, but I mean, you can definitely eat it the, the day after, after it's prepared, or you can uh, keep it around for six months and see how it develops. All right. So the ingredients that we're going to be looking at here, uh, duck legs, I use six duck legs because I was able to get a box of just duck legs. Now, if you can go to the grocery store and get a whole young duckling. They seem to be kind of a seasonal product that comes out in the fall and the winter. So I couldn't get one locally at like Giant Eagle <laughs> um, right now. And my ducks on my farm here were too young to, to be harvested. So I ordered some duck legs online. If you can get, like I said, if you can get the, the young duckling, um, you can break that down. The leg quarters can come off. The wings can come off. Duck uh, confit, uh, duck wings are fantastic. The breast, technically you can do the same thing with the breast, but the breast is so good. Just, um, grilled as it is. I would definitely encourage you to eat the breast fresher <laughs> without doing this whole preparation. So you can do two wings and two leg quarters if you want. Uh, it's not like you have to buy three whole ducks just to get the same number of legs that I started with here. So we need those duck legs, ideally, um, duck fat, I used three 11 ounce jars of duck fat that I got on Amazon. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Again, this would have been super frugal if you had, you know, a half dozen ducks out in the farmyard. But if you don't have that, then you kind of have to buy these sort of niche uh, items here. All right, we're going to use kosher salt at a rate, a concentration of 1.8% the weight of the duck legs. Now, if you listen to our first episode about making bacon we talk about like the the equilibrium curing process where you measure the weight of the meat and then you calculate all your ingredients based on that um, we're doing the same thing here weigh weigh the duck how much does the duck weigh total ounces multiply that by 1.8 percent and that's going to be the amount of kosher salt that you use um, bay leaf, we're going to use three or four of those and we're going to grind them up in like a mortar and pestle, a spice grinder, or even just a bowl with the back of a spoon. Cloves, four, four or five whole cloves. Again, we're going to grind those up 
in a mortar and pestle. Black pepper, uh, to make this easy, a half teaspoon of black pepper will work. I, whenever you look at the pictures, I did actually, you know, count out like six black peppercorns just to be fancy, but you don't have to do that. A half a teaspoon of black pepper. Also hearkening back to the bacon recipe, pink salt number one, sodium nitrite. Uh, just a refresher on this, this is not your pink Himalayan sea salt or you know whatever. It's not just like some designer salt that happens to be pink. This is a specific formulation. It's um, if I recall correctly, 6.75% sodium nitrite and 93.25% uh, table salt, NaCl, sodium chloride. Sodium nitrite, when it is present, the C. botulinum bacteria that causes uh, food poisoning, botulism, you know, it doesn't thrive, it doesn't grow, it doesn't reproduce. It, it, it's This is a chemical prophylactic against botulism. Um, we don't have a much of a danger of botulism with this recipe. However, we will sort of be storing something in an anaerobic environment encased in fat, even though it is after a long you know, cooking process. But sodium nitrite also transforms the color, flavor, and texture of meat to make it, for lack of a better phrase, more hammy. You know, it's going to make it kind of rosy red, uh, uh, very tender and um, sort of normalizing the, the texture of the meat more so um, than an uncured piece of, of duck would be. And it's also going to uh, encourage a, a, a hammy, bacony, cured, salty flavor, which is fantastic. All right. So that pink salt, the prawn powder, number one, curing salt, number one, if you have some of that left over from the bacon recipe, great. If not, uh, we'll have a link to where you can buy this. So we'll have that on there. We're going to be adding that pink salt at a rate of one quarter of 1%. So that's 0 0.0025 multiplied by uh, the weight of, of the duck. And let's see, finally, we have two to three whole cloves of garlic that we're going to smash and chop up. And that, those will be added there. Now, preparation. Start off by laying your duck legs um, meat side up. So these duck legs uh, on the outside are going to be skin and fat and the inside you'll see some exposed flesh. Put them meat side up, flesh side up on a baking sheet or something like that while you get your dry spice kit together. You measure out your, your kosher salt, uh, get your bay leaves, your clove, and your black pepper all ground up and in, in, in broken down. All right, then you're going to get your uh, your pink salt and your chopped up garlic cloves. Mix that all together. Try to get an even consistency on this dry like spice kit. And then you want to basically rub that over uh, the duck so that all sides are at least in contact with some of this salty spiced mixture, right? And then if you're using a vac sealer, get those into a bag, seal it up, and we're going to put that in the fridge. If you're not using a vac sealer, you can put those into like one gallon Ziploc bags and press as much of the air out of that as possible before you seal it up. If you go with the Ziploc bag method, then halfway through the curing process, whether you do three days, five days, seven days, whatever, when you get to the halfway point that you understand to be the halfway point, flip those in the fridge. So that they're not, so that, you know, if they're expressed any liquid or whatever, you'll get even coating and even uh, contact with all of the, the, the curing agents, the kosher salt, the pink salt, number one, the garlic, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So once your, your duck is seasoned and it's sealed up, you put that in the fridge, like I said, minimum of three days, 
five days, seven days is fine, whatever. Okay. When the time comes that you you've you've gotten to the end of your of your curing window on the duck, you're gonna pull that out. Get your oven preheated to 250 degrees. And we're going to talk about temperature for a minute uh, once we get this whole process set up. So preheat the oven to 250 degrees. I used a Le Creuset enameled Dutch oven, cast iron Dutch oven. And I took the, the cured duck legs out of the vac bag and just arranged them in the Dutch oven. To that, add your jars of duck fat. Okay. Now, when I ordered the duck fat, I thought that I had four duck legs. And it turns out I had six duck legs, so I had like one jar too few. <laughs> I needed four jars of duck fat. I had three. Luckily, I had a jar of ghee, which is like clarified butter, and I added that because it's basically just a different type of fat. And the fact that I had three parts duck fat to this one part ghee wouldn't really change the flavor profile too, too much. But anyway, those four, basically 44 ounces of what should be duck fat will cover the duck in the in the cooking vessel and then you want to cover this and put it into your 250 degree oven now let's talk about temperature 250 degrees super important because what we're doing here is very slowly raising the temperature of the contents of this dutch oven or corningware dish or casserole pan or whatever we're raising it to a temperature that needs to be just higher than the boiling point of water right now the reason for that is that we want to very slowly extract water from these duck legs as this heats up as the water gets closer to 212 degrees the boiling point um, it's going to escape from the duck leg. It's going to uh, very rapidly expand to a gas. It's going to bubble out and, and boil off, essentially. We are not deep frying these, right? At 250 degrees, you'll get a very slow percolation of water out of the duck leg. So 250 degrees is, I mean, you could set your oven to 225 degrees. However, it's going to take a decent amount of time for this heat to to heat through this giant mass of duck legs and fat and bring the whole thing up to you know a temperature that's above the boiling point of water at 225 i am concerned that the oven will reach that temperature and then turn off and kind of just meander there and it won't have enough thermal inertia to get everything up sufficiently above 212 so 250 gives you a little bit of extra buffer buffer room there so anyway you're starting off with with the dish covered because that'll hold heat in as heat builds up in the in the fat and in the meat it'll be held in there for the first half of this cooking process when you get to the halfway point because we're going to have this in the oven for six hours when you get to three hours take the lid off if you're using some sort of a baking vessel that doesn't have a lid you can cover it with aluminum foil but the point is at the halfway point uncover the duck legs the reason for this everything should be hot enough at this point that you are pretty consistently removing water and, and vaporizing water in the hot duck fat so by removing it all of that's going to escape as as water vaporous steam it's going to you know you don't want you don't want to have the water boil out of the duck condense against the lid and then drip back down onto the fat okay you want the the water to be slowly removed from the duck legs as they poach in the fat after six hours you can very carefully remove your baking vessel from the oven to the stovetop to the countertop whatever take it out let it rest uncovered for 30 minutes at least 
that will allow additional water to escape as everything starts to, to cool down here. After 30 minutes, the duck fat will still probably be pretty translucent and liquid. Like it won't set up at whatever temperature it is after 30 minutes. So at this point, cover the dish and move it into the refrigerator overnight for at least, you know, 12 hours, whatever, to get that duck fat to set and to solidify. Okay. This is why this is a preserved item that would be consumed over a period of time. Curing the duck up front with salt and nitrites, that's going to stop spoilage, you know, at the, at the beginning of this process. Poaching in, in the hot duck fat for six hours is going to essentially sterilize the duck and reduce the water activity of the, of the meat itself. So that's like a second level of preservation. And then the duck fat cooling and solidifying, that's going to prevent oxygen from causing additional spoilage or discoloration or change in, in flavor or appearance or anything of the, of the duck. So it's like these three obstacles against spoilage that you've employed and what you what you get out of that at the end essentially is a meat dish that has an extended shelf life at reduced temperature so you get now today you'd keep it in a refrigerator under 41 degrees but back in the day you'd keep it in a root cellar that would usually maintain at like 50 to 55 degrees but that was close enough for for the time you had done what was necessary to preserve it now once that duck fat solidifies and uh, you essentially have this finished product here when you're ready to actually consume the the confit duck legs what you want to do is Put that, put that vessel into the oven. 250 degrees is fine. You can go even a little higher, 300, 325 or whatever. The point is you want to uh, loosen up that duck fat. You don't have to wait until it's completely translucent. Like you don't have to bring the whole thing up to temperature, but it'll make it a lot easier to pull the duck legs out of the fat if that fat is at least somewhat melted again, right? So you'll transfer them from the Dutch oven or the corningware dish or whatever to a wire rack on a baking sheet. And then those can go into a 350 degree oven. Now, what's going to happen here is the duck legs are going to heat through. You're Basically, you're going to reheat them. But because the whole thing has such a reduced moisture content from the original confit process, they will crisp up very readily and very easily um, under moderate oven temperatures. So you get these into a 350 degree oven for 25 to 30 minutes. That's going to heat everything through, crisp up the skin, make a super delicious, very rich and decadent uh, protein for you know, a good meal. The reason we put it on a rack is that it will have a lot of uh, fat clinging to it. And you want to allow that to drip off. Um, you definitely want to save the fat, both the fat in the, in the crock that you're storing it in, as well as fat that drips off in the oven during the final cooking preparation. Very uh, high flavor, uh, good cooking medium, using those to cook things like potatoes or Brussels sprouts, or even using them in place of butter or using like that that duck fat in place of butter and like a biscuit recipe it's fantastic that's uh one of the great values of duck confit is that you have the the primary dish to enjoy but then you also have this this auxiliary product of of flavorful duck fat that you can use to prepare other foods through this whole period of time between whenever you start consuming the actual duck itself to whenever you've exhausted this resource. So get a little bit of frugality, you can stretch the dollar a little bit more considering you are buying a couple of uh, premium ingredients to begin with here. But that's basically it. Now, what would you pair this up with? Again, 
potatoes, asparagus, Brussels sprouts. Uh, you can even do something like a couscous or a risotto. The duck meat itself, once it's been re like cooked the second time, um, should pull fairly easily with the fork. You know, you can just pull most of the meat off of these leg quarters just with a fork. In that case, you can have this shredded crispy duck meat that could be added to like a homemade pasta or something like that. You know, wherever you'd want to incorporate a very rich and decadent protein um, into a meal, uh, that I would certainly encourage you to to do so. Um, typically, you would you would pair this up with root vegetables like carrots and rutabagas or turnips or potatoes or something like that because this traditionally would be something that would be eaten during the cold weather uh, seasons, right? But that's basically it. If you want to uh, check out the, the recipe, the process, everything straightforward, the link to the photos, the links to the duck legs, the duck fat, a vac sealer, uh, whatever else I have in there. <laughs> All the pertinent information, uh, independent of me talking through the recipe, check out the show notes either in your podcast player or go to thecookingshow.fm and you'll see all of our recipes, all of our F episodes down there at the bottom. This is only episode number three, so you don't have to look too far. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot.